Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports. From college football to NASCAR, we've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime! What is happening, everybody? This is Raj, Los Angeles Raider fan, and hence I'll never be a part of this particular show, um, at least living and breathing it. This is our home stadium, and two of our nemesis are playing there for the Super Bowl championship. So if that doesn't talk about or what it's like to be a Raider fan, if that doesn't show, then I don't know what does. Also, a special day today for everyone in basketball and in the world. Uh, it is 2 8 24, uh, commemorating Kobe Bryant's two different numbers. And the Lakers unveiled uh, the statue of Kobe Bryant outside of, of crypto.com arena, Staples, as we call it. Um, it's beautiful. It's him pointing a, a finger in the air in a, in a very prominent, poised, powerful position and, and graceful. And that's exactly what he always has represented and uh, you know rest in peace to himself and and poor Gigi who was 12 years old at the time I believe and the other seven or souls I believe that were on that fateful flight but moving on to uh other things at, at topic at hand uh, I guess there's a like a fucking game Sunday from what I hear and we didn't want to just go straight up like this is offense first defense and, uh you know, like every bro show and ESPN show. So we're going to go straight up prop bets all the way through. We do a segment called Bet Your Nuts. Um, if we're doing the overall standings for the year, I think all of us have been castrated, which sucks. But just straight up and down, we're going player props, as you can see, some team props, some what the fuck props, or why the fuck is actually we're saying why not props. Um, and anything involving, of course, the swizzle and uh, even going down to Usher and uh, some of the lineups, maybe special guests. I think we're going to uh, basically basically go, uh, we're going to try to like get everyone retirement money. Anyways, let's introduce our two other co-hosts slash panelists. Uh, let's start with the producer extraordinaire, the guy that makes all of this possible. Detroit's own University of Michigan national championship fan and Detroit Lions soon-to-be champion fan, it's Mr. Tom Sloan. Soon-to-be American League Central champions this year. I'm calling it. You heard it here first. Uh, Mr. Mr. Meta, what is up? Uh, yes, uh, it is Super Bowl week. It's always a fun time, no matter who's playing. Unfortunately, my Lions were uh, three points shy of uh, getting there, but uh, we've gone that road before, so uh, maybe next year. That's We've been saying that since 57, so 
I think this is probably the closest we've ever been. So uh, next year could be the case. We could be going to New Orleans. So we'll see. Yeah, like I said, every sport, you got to pay your dues. And I think it's safe to say the Detroit Lions just paid their dues and like everyone else is in the NFCs. So yeah, uh, good things are happening. Yep, and uh, yeah, finally, uh, the attorney extraordinaire in California to where else? Uh, Ohio, where else do you go to school? Uh, <laughs> Tennessee and uh, you name it. Uh, Mr. Robert Davis Esquire. Rob, what's up? I thought we were here to talk about Taylor. There's a football game this weekend. <laughs> hey, I respect Rob because he doesn't give a shit what anyone else thinks, as all of us should be that way, and he is a proud Swifty. And uh, so he is stoked. He's going to run with those props for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what's going on, Rob? I know uh, you've probably got action on like 38 different – Props already, maybe. Um, before we get to the Super Bowl and what we're talking about today, let me just say, hey, I was it. Uh, besides being a Taylor fan, I'm a huge UT basketball fan, and um, I was at Rupp Arena over the weekend. Um, that atmosphere did not disappoint. Um, great showing uh, from the Kentucky fans. Tennessee uh, kicked their bleep. But um, it, it was on my bucket list. If you get a chance, go to Rupp. It's awesome. Yeah, especially when they're 100% quiet because yeah. they do and everyone shut them the fuck up. And yeah, that uh, for those who don't know, Dalton Connect, Northern Colorado transfer, unassuming white dude who is going to be a first-team All-American and a first-round draft pick. Uh, Rick Barnes can find talent, and this dude is, is fun to watch. Yeah. He, uh, he can pretty much do it all and uh, very skilled. So that Tennessee team, watch out. He's a guy that they've been missing for the last five years and uh, they got a go-to guy finally. So I guess uh, let's just fucking get into it. When, when we're going straight into player props, what we we're thinking here is basically your standard per position prop. So for example, wide receiver we're going to be looking at you know any of those and this is a totally open forum we've had suggestions but receiver catches receiver yards receiver tds over unders um first quarter tds anytime tds that stuff when it comes to running backs similar yarded tds attempts um some even receiving i went with pacheco uh, 17 yards receiving last game. I think he had 14. Um, I just kept imagining him getting one in the flat and creeping, and it didn't happen, and that sucked. And moving on to quarterback, uh, a similar thing. Rushing attempts is a big deal. Uh, I read that Patrick uh, Mahomes has averaged, I believe, 26 yards rushing uh, over – I can't remember the span, but he had, of course, 26 and a half last week or something like that. So. Always a science to this. Uh, the attempts, a lot of us like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had 11 attempts last week. Was his over-under? He had eight. Because considering kneel downs are a rushing attempt. So just to give you an idea, and, and those were all fucking losers for me. But anyway, that's what we're talking about here. Rob, kneel downs are a rushing attempt? Yep. Kneel down is a rushing attempt. So like Josh Allen in the first week, 
you know, I had him kneel down three based on, you know, that's, that's three attempts right there. And, and he did not get there. Actually he did, but uh, Lamar did not. But uh, another thing, INTs last week, Purdy was 0.5 INTs and I took it and he threw a pick. So he I won. Two. He yeah. should have had two. He should have had two. And this is a dude that, 31 TDs, 11 picks. So, you know, he's not Joe Montana with accuracy. So, anyways, you guys get where we're coming from here. I'm going to go straight into player props. Um, Rob, like, go first, dude. What's what's your fucking lock? What's your go-to? What are we looking at? Um, So, I'm going – I'm looking at player to score – Two or more touchdowns. Um, last I like year, it. I hit this with Jalen Hurts with three rushing touchdowns. Um, and so, I I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, and McCaffrey's plus 175. Um, Kelsey's plus 450 or plus 400. I think Shanahan and – Shanahan is going to take what Kansas City does best away from them. Um, and so I'm not going there. I am liking Debo at plus 850 to score twice. I think they're going to load the box to try to stop McCaffrey. And Debo gives them the versatility to catch and run with it. Yeah, I think that's awesome, actually. And people – Understand, we're not just going for gimmies. We're looking at, yeah. you know, what's the best value. Part, you know, what's going to pay off? What's the best value? And Debo's got a lot of them. And plus 850, I think, is outstanding. And you look at, like you said, C-Mac is one thing. Ayuk's driving, uh, drawing a really tough matchups on both sides with the all-pro McDuffie and Legereus Sneed. Um, if, if somebody's going to break out and, and if the glass doesn't break like it does every fucking game with this dude, um, Debo's the guy and he's also a great MVP pick. I saw, you know, 20 to one, 25 to one. We'll get into um, that. We'll yeah, get into that. we'll get into that, but that's <laughs> what we're talking about here. It's not just lots. We're talking about shit. If I put down a hundred bucks, you know, what's going to, what's going to finance my next excursion to <laughs> Palm Springs, whatever. So I love it, dude. I think Debo is somebody that people should be looking at, provided he stays alive. Uh, Tom, what about you? So I'm looking at um, what's the one problem that Kansas City has defensively? Uh, they're the 28th ranked defense against the run. Yeah. Who's on the other side for San Francisco? Shea Whitey, Christian McCaffrey, CMC. Uh, over under 89 and a half yards. I think that's a gimme. You're, you've got um, a hell of an offensive line, specifically off the left side, Trent Williams, number 71. I think he's like 875 years old, um, but he's, he's kind of the catalyst to that offensive line. And I like that number. I, I think he's clearly can do that. And I'm going to go, I'm going to double up on McCaffrey. He's got over under uh, 33 and a half receiving yards. So I think I think if Chris Jones can can kind of start getting to him on the defensive side, Purdy's going to rely on dumping the ball off to McCaffrey. 
uh, more often than not in this game, which could open the door for a Debo or a brand uh, IU uh, getting some yards. But those two, I th- they seem to stick out most. And are, are you are you taking separate bets or are you combining those? Uh, I mean, there because what I'm looking at, you got passing and rushing over or under 128.5 at minus 30, or yeah. you got. I guess the odds are the same. I was looking at them separate. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, that's – I I think the rushing is a safe bet as long as he's healthy, as long as his thigh is okay. And he didn't seem to be having any problems two weeks ago against the Lions. So um, I like that bet. Well, I saw crazy odds on – and I want to say what's up to my homeboy, Roland, who is checking us out. His kid and my kid are on the same basketball team, and he and his boys love the show. So uh, I appreciate that. I'll, uh, yeah. Spread the word. Spread the word. Tell them all. uh, Roland runs five on NBA 2K with his homies and his kid that's on my kid's team at nine years old, and they just murder fools. So (laughs) I was like, live stream that shit and make a podcast, bro. Uh Uh, That'd be fun. Raj, what are you you looking for at the player props level? Well, I'm going – thanks for reining it in, but – yeah, one thing that I saw was that longest passing reception. And last week, if McCaffrey has great odds. And last week, he was tied with the longest at 28 and a half, I believe, until Ayuk had that miracle catch. Um, so you can definitely see McCaffrey with those odds. And I've got to find it. But longest reception, Christian McCaffrey, is something to throw a little bit down on. Another one like that I love is that I've been riding tight ends and I've been riding Isaiah Pacheco. And Pacheco is average. I think I want to say something like 23 carries, 120 plus yards over X amount of time and a TD. TD anytime bets. You don't get great odds. But that dude scored a TD in every game. This game will be no exception. And the Niners have not been awesome against the run in the playoffs. Uh, against Green Bay and Detroit, they've given up an average of 5.3 yards per carry. Um, this is a dangerous dude. I keep waiting for him to catch the ball more, but I'm hesitant at that. I saw his first quarter over under at 16 yards, and I will take the over on that. Yep. Um, 16 and a half according to FanDuel. 16 and a half on FanDuel. I will take that. What is the latest on his game? Overall is uh, – where is it at? Okay, here it is. It is 67 and a half overall. 67 and a half overall. I might I'm go all over. about it. Yeah. My boy Charles and I had him at 65 and a half against Baltimore, and we took the under, and he got 68. So don't – Doubt Isaiah Pacheco, and I love how they uh, they say he runs like he's mad at the ground, and he does. I mean, he he chops those knees, and and you know, for a fourth round pick out of Rutgers that no one heard seven. of years ago, seventh round, seven. yeah, just before Purdy. But the, is he is he uh you know uh, is this a a situation where he's in the right system, or is this guy just? A natural talent, and he could kind of do this anywhere else. Um, well, probably both combination yeah. of both. The 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 first touchdown score 
look, if you want to make some money, this is where it's at. You got Pacheco plus 550, Kelsey plus 700, Samuel plus 900. Whoa. What about a QB sneak from Mahomes or a run in for plus 1800? That's those wow. are some. Damn good off. Throw a couple bucks at that. Yeah, you're. Yeah, Mahomes uh, definitely. I don't know about Purdy, but you, you could see Mahomes spreading everyone out, and you know that the Niners tend to be pretty shallow with those two linebackers, thinking they yeah. can do it all, and nobody's craftier than than Kermit Mahomes. Hey, uh-huh. side note, real quick, Mahomes' his family is like I'm hesitant to use the word fuck ups, but I will. Is it going to have any effect on him, his brother being a jack-off and it got dismissed, but his father got a DUI his second one this past weekend? And His, his brother's been out of the out of the equation for a while. He goes to games, but uh, the camera's not on him. Uh, and and a, a reporter asked him about his dad, and I thought that that was uh, Bush League, in my opinion. Totally. Um, I, I think he's he's got thick-skinned. This guy's a consummate professional, and – I don't think anything can rattle him, even even his ankle uh, situation that he had last year. Oh God! It didn't stop him. He didn't let it stop him, and he wasn't coming out of the game. So I I don't think that's going to be a factor at all. Well, I mean, this is all he knows, right? Playing in the Super Bowl, it's not like oh the moment's too big. This is this is what the NFL season looks like for him. Yep. It's just so unnecessary. Like, check yeah. yourself. Can't you guys be fuck ups after they win? Yeah. You know, well, like, well, here's a here's public a public service story. announcement. That family's too rich to have <laughs> to be driving. So get a driver and well, and not to mention he no served forty days in jail with his second DUI. This is his second I mean, one. This yeah. is his third DUI. This was number three that he just got. And this is Texas, I think. It's a felony DUI in Texas, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. He yeah. ain't got to be at the game. So, yeah. What do you guys think about this one? I just come across Mahomes and Purdy to combine for 50 plus rushing yards, plus 150. I I love that because how many times during a game do you see Mahomes, who has absolutely nothing downfield, but he has all the room to, and he just takes off and he just knows where the line is and. I, I think that could be a no-brainer, but there is some really fun ones that you look at if you know if you've got a few dollars to throw down and um, Travis Kelsey to catch every one of his targets plus eight hundred. I mean, even if you throw three dollars at it, you're you know you're looking at a nice little return there. So, Again, I mean, there's a few. There's a few. And Warner running around there, they can get a finger on a ball pretty easy. That that's a dangerous one with these guys, but. Then again, I don't expect Kelsey to be hanging around those two. Any non-quarterback to throw a passing touchdown, plus 3,500. Antoine Randall-L style. Plus 3,500. Plus 3,500. That's not not bad either. How about this one? Uh, Super Bowl MVP repeat, Patrick Mahomes to rush – for the opening touchdown, plus fifty thousand. Wait, what was that again? Why does it matter that he's the MVP? Oh, that's just like the cheesy he's, name they give it. Just repeat. He's going to repeat as MVP, and he's going to rush for the opening. Oh, touchdown. the two things. 
plus 50,000. Plus 50,000. He scores the first TD on a rush and he wins the MVP. Yep. Yep. Plus 50,000. Yep. Yeah, that's insane. All right. All right. All right. So while we're, while we're MVP, I mean, wait, can we, or can we get to MVP? You want to get the MVPs? I have, I have a great. Wait, I, w- I want to do a. Okay. All right. Well, real quick, I saw offensive linemen scoring a touchdown at plus 4,000. Uh, I guess that's something Detroit would do, like a tackle eligible or something. And they, um, and then, ah, shit, what was the other one? It'll come to me, but yeah, by the way, what's that? I'm putting that to bed. Skipper did report. I know. Oh, he did. I'm, I'm putting that one to bed. There is no doubt about that. Um, are there anything else before we get into MVP? Do you want to do MVP right before we do prediction? Yeah, I, I thought we'd go do that at the end, dude. Yeah, let's push that back. Yeah. Uh, so we I don't have... want to give away. See, here's the thing. We can do the MVP with the prediction. We don't want to give away our prediction yet because that's the final. So, you know, we want to keep people waiting around. Hey, uh, is there is there a prop for the losing team to win MVP? Uh, I'm There's sure there is. There is. I mean, uh, Jaguar got the uh, Con Smythe back when the Dallas Stars. No, who was it? When um, it, it's yeah, never happened in when, football. Uh, the Stanley Cup. I thought it happened yeah. once in football. Didn't like Fran Tarkin didn't win it or something. Let's um, uh, well, I mean, obviously, there's you have the props, you have the the, the odds for MVP, so. Right, but I'm just saying, like, there's no blanket would a would a player from the losing team win yes. the MVP. Here we go. Here it is, right here. Okay. Uh, plus thirty nine hundred for a yes. That's less than I thought it would be. Yeah, I was thinking it was gonna be like plus fifty thousand or something. Nope. Um, I would see. Uh... Chuck Howley of the Cowboys is the only Super Bowl MVP from a losing team. Now he is a Hall of Famer. This was Super Bowl five. That was one player to do so. Huh. Well, uh, Christian Caffrey uh, sounds uh, not as uh, yeah. as Chuck Howley. Like, like, like Raj said, we're not giving easy picks, but if you want to kind of diversify your risk versus – Patrick Mahomes, one and a half touchdowns, over under, minus 160. I'll take that over all day. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, what was it at? How many TDs at minus 160? Right one, 1. One and 5. a half. So I would take the over on Mahomes, and I'd consider the under on Purdy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And here's your, I, uh, here's your passing yards for them. So – I'd take the under on Purdy again. I think I saw 126 for the first half. Um, if if Sam Fran's winning, if, if Sam Fran's passing that much, they're losing the game. Yes, exactly. And Purdy has not been, they haven't had to use him that way. Well, he's, he's, he's been, been a, lose. Been a second half quarterback. And, you know, what do you want your quarterback to do is be successful in the second half. And uh, that certainly was the case two weeks ago against. Oh, before we move on to team props, player prop bets that I am betting, I don't even know the odds on it. Missed extra point. Well, Jake Moody, yeah, sign me up for that. I love it. Yep, 
That's a good one, dude. Yep. You missed extra point. Moody is a rookie from Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that. Looking at some of these uh, receiving, uh, Kittle over under 49 and a half. Rasheed Rice seems to have been the kind of he's the – he's stood out. He's been the number one for Kansas City. He's been um, huge, but, like, I believe the first game against Miami, he was at, like, 40-something. And now it's like Amon Ra, like it's 68. That's a lot of yards. But here's here's one. Uh, MVS, he doesn't get a lot, but he's the, the deep threat for Kansas City for Mahomes. And uh, over under 18 and a half, that's kind of interesting. He'll um, have one catch for 19 um, yards. Oh, and, here's and then some, uh, some rushing props here. Was it Tony? How many drop passes for Tony? He's not playing. He, he's going to, they said he might get into special teams. I'd be shocked if, if he's even gets put in for that. Uh, well, Sky Moore is going to be playing because uh, they, they took out uh, Omena, who, who's got hurt. He, he was clamoring. He was clamoring for uh, uh, jobs for next year in Media Day. <laughs> but here's, here's the rushing props. Um, uh, Raj, you talked about Brock Purdy and, and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes currently at 26 and a half and, and Purdy I, at 12 and a half. I, I like I think I'm riding Debo this whole week. Yeah, he he was kind of non-existent in the the NFC championship game. He's got two weeks uh, to recover. I, I think you're gonna see heavy Pacheco in this game just just because what he offers and and seeing how Kansas City's run defense is like i said earlier it is it's less to be desired i think that that's an opportunity for um san francisco to get kansas city maybe back on their heels early on in that game so yeah i would i would take that that debo rushing all day long for sure for sure another interesting one i saw was four and a half number of different players to have a rushing attempt for the 49ers now, if you think about the guaranteed three, who would yeah, be Mitchell? You've got Mitchell. It would basically Avery, be check Purdy, the tight end Samuel. Samuel Purdy, McCaffrey, Mitchell, and then does the does the you fullback use check or, or or one reverse or one sweep? Yeah. But you got to be careful because if you if you throw it. Even if you're yeah, behind the line of scrimmage, you just flop it up. That's a that's considered a reception. That's a pass. Well, Mitchell, uh, I, I like the over after, on that. I like the I like the five. Well, Mitchell came in last game and had three carries after McCaffrey fell on his head at the end of the game. Um, just something to keep in mind. And you know, the question basically comes down to the fullback: Do they give him, you know, a carrot? Uh, he, for lack he, of a better expression, he got lots of carrots two weeks ago. He made two huge first downs for San Francisco when they. When Purdy Malafonwu ducked, uh, missed the sack, had him wrapped up. Purdy ducked down, and, and he hit he hit Uzcheck on that sideline. Beautiful throw, but Uzcheck just has the knack to get open. I, and and that's that's what scares me with this offense. They seem to know where everybody's at at all times. And and the said same can be said with Kansas City, I think. But this offense is a little bit. I don't know. It's it's a little bit more um, high powered, but we'll see. I mean, we'll get into that later. Uh, does that matter when you're playing Kansas City? But um, yeah, so I think Uzcheck is a huge key in this game. And I, I a fourth and one or a goal line stance, yeah, he's going to get a, a fullback up the gut. You you know that. Do you guys have the interception totals? Like I said, I I went on 
birdie being <sighs> five, basically yes or no, he throws a pick. And I imagine this time it may be a little different. Um, total interceptions. Yeah. So each of them over under uh, a half. Purdy is over minus 140, under plus 110. Mahomes over a half, minus 120, under minus 110. So, uh, case in oh, point, I think Mahomes throws a pick before Purdy does. Yeah. I mean, case in well, point, those, I mean, that, those aren't great values, but. No. You know, I think Purdy definitely throws a pick. Purdy's thrown opinion. a pick in, in both both playoff games so far. It's yes. first half, too. So um yes. those are those could be good odds. That that would be a, a parlay builder with those. Uh, you're not really gonna make much yeah, yeah. <laughs> on those singularly, but uh yeah, so all right, let's get to the team props. This is gonna be interesting here. Rob, I want you to run with this one because this is your go-to. Um, all right. So I think, uh, so for, so coin toss going to depend on the coin toss, right? How, how it dictates, but I like for some good value, San Francisco's first outcome of the first outcome of the first drive plus three fifty a field goal attempt. I think, Shanahan moves the ball, but I think Kansas City's defense, when the field shrinks, steps up in this first drive. So I like that as a um, first thing. Uh, I like Kansas City plus 675 as a turnover in the first drive. I think they're coming out cocky. They are the underdogs. I can see, I can see them making the first mistake. They and and we'll get in. It, it, it's hard to do the show and not tell where we're leaning because it's yeah. it's interesting. But uh, Tom, what do you got for some interesting team props off the bat? Well, it's looking like for me, it's it's. I guess this kind of falls into the player props as well. Um, you're you're looking at Christian McCaffrey anytime score. Um, what what side are you looking at at right now? Caesars. Caesars. Yeah, I should have. Uh, I should have uh, looked into that. Do y'all have sportsbook gambling in Michigan or online gambling? Oh yeah, Heck yeah. yeah, they do. Yep. Um, yeah, go go, Raj. You take that over. I'm gonna I'm gonna look around. Um, well, keep looking here. Uh, to come up with a good one. So t- you stay kicking over Roger. One thing like on DraftKings would be halftime, full time, like who leads in the half, who leads in the full or who leads in the first quarter and, and end of the game wins the full game. So for example, the highest odds would be uh plus 1900, a tie at the half. And then the chiefs win the game, which I, you know, it, it, at plus nineteen hundred, shit. I mean, that could definitely happen. It's a plus seventeen hundred if it's a tie, and the Niners win the game, and plus six fifty more or less if they alternate. Um, in terms of quarters, pretty much the same thing, uh, but just lower odds. But uh, if you got a feeling one way or the other, 
that's a, a really nice way to go. Um, Roz, let me ask you, let me ask you this one. First scoring play, San Fran touchdown plus one one eighty, KC touchdown plus one eighty five. KC field goal plus 360. Same with San Francisco plus 360. KC safety plus 4,500. Well, we had two Super Bowls in a row that started with a safety, didn't we? At some point. That's a great question. And I know it never happened. It happened. I think it happened two years in a row. Maybe the Rams with that defensive line did something like that. Yeah. Um, Look, I, I hate the Chiefs. I don't like the Niners, but I'm all Kansas City this game. Um, I, I think a lot of uh, stuff is going to come up their way. And, you know, I I think the Niners, are, if they get the ball, will not score at all. We'll, we'll punt, uh, possibly in a three and out. But, yeah, you know, I think the crowd's going to be pro San Francisco. Uh, the Chiefs yeah. are kind of like the Patriots. This is like their 20th time being here. Ho-hum. You know, uh Bay Area is right there. There's probably there's more millionaires in Silicon Valley than there are in uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. And so, of course, it's mostly it's corporate bullshit as well. But um, again, Silicon Valley. So I'm wondering what effect that will have. But it's not to steal Detroit's thing, but it, it's the Chiefs against the world, against everybody. And um, I, I just think. They have this Niner team right where they want. Well, one, one, an interesting listener texted me and said, asked, what do you guys think about the overtime? Will there be overtime plus 900 for yes, negative 1,600 for no? Are you taking the easy money with no, or are you putting some money on plus 900 for yes? And, and that's the thing. Uh, did you see? Did you see Schefter's little teaser that he tweeted out? He making that you probably a uh, uh, a jab at people that think that there's a, you know, the script like got got the rundown of the game. It's going to go into two overtimes. Be the first Super Bowl to go into two overtimes. You know damn well Roger Goodell would be uh, um, loving that to extend it as long as he can to keep just to keep this thing going. Just I wonder. Keep- I wonder how that works. Like, do people pay? Like, hey, if, if this is my overtime commercial slot, if it gets there, or do they rerun some? I just wonder what. No, I'm sure they they already have uh, oh, yeah. it prepared, and then if they're ready to overtime that they'll do that in between, like um, awards presentations and stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they hit every scenario. You know, the NFL is king, so. They've got all their uh, avenues covered. And that's a cool point right there, by the way, is that's a two-way. Not every site will have a a yes and then a no at a minus 1,600. It may just be a yes. So so that's interesting. I'm not sure where or what site that was on. Uh, That's kind of on Caesars. That's kind of cool. I would definitely at plus 900 throw down on the overtime. I mean, these teams seem evenly matched schematically they're different. You got one team that's going to drop back a little bit more and not blitz as much because they don't think they have to. And another team that, you know, just case in point against Lamar Jackson, you know, they, they only rushed 16 for 81 yards. Uh, It's still five per carry, but that's what Kansas city does. They made them three for 11 on third downs. They had four sacks. 
Um, this Kansas City defense is playing the best under Steve Spagnuolo. They averaged 17.3 points per game during the year. All year, 20 playoffs, yeah. 13.7. They're well, also okay, the youngest well, team and, in the NFL. And, Raj, this is what you talked about. Like, uh, San Fran's minus two right now. Coming yeah. to Sunday, they're, I mean, it could be a pick em game. I mean, like, the, the money's going to start flowing in. Well, you look People at are going to come into Vegas this weekend. You look at Kansas City's defense. They're coaching. It's like an infant versus like a walrus. Well, you know, like I said, Kansas City's defense twenty eighth in rushing, but they're like fifth or sixth against the pass. So uh, they're they're kind. You know, they're 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 contrastingly they're they're pretty solid. And this has definitely been the best defense that. Kansas City's head and any of their their yeah. Super Bowl or hey, excuse, excuse me for a second, fellas. All this football Super Bowl ta- talk has got me excited. I need to make a new drink. Don't get to the Taylor props until I get back. Oh, we want one thing I'll say is let's consider the quarterbacks Kansas City faced: Tua, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson combined fifty-seven percent completion rating or percentage. And a 5.3 yards per per catch. Now, rushing wise, yeah, but things get skewed when this is the case. Kansas City had leads, you know, um, but they they've been very different in the playoffs. Below zero when they played the Dolphins, that 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 takes a lot. I mean, that that changes a lot when when you're looking at that. That but, does help. Yeah. So. I, I found some that I kind of like here team-wise. So uh, here's an interesting one before the team. The opening touchdown or the up opening kickoff. Touchback, yes. Uh, FanDuel is minus 330. Touchback, no, is plus 235. Return for a touchdown, plus 10,000. Interesting stat there to, to look at. I, I guess, you know, when you look at if you got a few extra bucks, you want to toss down on that. But um, mm-hmm. looking at San Francisco as a team, uh, the, the the opening or their first score method. And I mentioned earlier that I, I, I can see Debo getting to Kansas City early. Um, so I like the their method of a uh, scoring first of a touchdown. FanDuel's got him at plus 200. Um uh, DraftKings at plus 190. And then on the flip side, Kansas City, um, I like them to go down and and, and Harrison Butker t- uh, kick field goal for their first score, uh, plus 340 and plus 370. So um, I, I like that. See, I, I can see that happening, uh, uh, getting settled in. I, I think the crowd, like you said, Raj, is going to be heavy San Francisco. Um so I think that's gonna, you know, motivate the the 49ers, the faithful. Oh, I wanted them fun two weeks ago. Faithful, give me a break. What's one prior to nothing? Uh, but I, I can see that really firing up San Francisco, uh, getting a touchdown uh, in their first one. So those are my those are my team props. That I, I like the return thing, but this is indoors with two kickers with boots on them. So I'm well, pretty sure there'll be a touchback, but it'd be interesting if if it, if there's a kickoff that goes to the uprights. I wonder if there's a prop bet for that one. Yeah. Um, I, uh, and- I I see a lot of dads getting permission to take their daughters to the Super Bowl for the first time. Oh man, yeah, 
<laughs> and and Rob, you want to discuss quickly what we've read about what she's done for her brand, but more specifically the two of them together for the NFL. In, in yeah, it's, fractions it's like, of the percentage of exposure. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like, yeah, the game she attends, it's what like point oh four percent, something like that. And then, but that percentage of exposure has increased the chief brand by 351, 331 million dollars, something like that. That's insanity numbers. I joke, like we joke, like there's gonna be a whole generation of people that are random Chiefs fans, and you're gonna be like, wait, do you even know where do you even know what state Kansas City plays in? Because <laughs> Donald Trump did not. I told you, one of my boys from college was like, yeah, so Tyler told me there's about 100 new 14-year-old Chiefs fans in his school, which is awesome. And he yep. was like rolling his eyes. I was like, ah, that's, that's all with Kelsey jerseys. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, well, I, I saw today the, the latest conspiracy was, you know, Kelsey's number is 87, and then 87. Taylor's favorite number 13 equals 100. And that somehow shows that the NFL is rigged. And I'm like, how do you guys get to these crazy things? Well, what's four plus nine? 13. 13. And, uh, what's Brock Purdy's number? 13. And uh, there's there's a whole laundry list of, uh, you know, 13. Both teams can uh, claim some sort of uh, relevance. It, in that. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. haven't gotten the, to our segue, that is our segue to our WTF props. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, in, in the business, you just nailed it. You definitely nailed yes. it. Yes. So here's the uh, the T Swizzle prop bets that that you can uh, you can find and bet on. I am a hundred percent betting on that. Yes. Yeah, dude. It, either way, be- if it's if it's CMC, if it's Mahomes, if, if it's one of the Niners, they're gonna say even Taylor Swift being here couldn't deter us from winning if it's one of the chiefs players a hundred percent they're gonna say something well it says his speech so you wonder if the question's asked by the reporter and he doesn't actually say taylor swift i wonder uh, on a technicality here that's a former attorney but yeah i don't know plus it's dangerous to throw shade dude that army 13 year old well here i think i think i think if you look at you look at um, last week with Kittle. Kittle made some interesting comments. And Kittle's kind of loose-lipped. Uh, I could see him say he gets the MVP. I can see him being like, I just want to say hi to Taylor, you know, making okay, some yeah. kind of comment like that just to get get a ride. Maybe room number on there too. Right. Like so, oh, or, 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 hey, thanks, Taylor, for coming to watch this play. Yeah. Some, some, there's going to be something. I want to thank Taylor Swift for uh, opening uh, the eyes of many teenage girls to the NFL and, and, and putting different eyeballs on it. And so that, that's definitely, uh, that's not a uh, a Kelsey. You know who won't mention Taylor Swift's name? That would be Patrick Mahomes because I'm sure Brittany put the clamps on and be like, you better not have that that woman's name coming out of your lips. You know yeah. that. 
So. Old trout mouth would not like that <laughs> at all, dude. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, he was asked in media day that, uh, can you do your best uh, Kermit the Frog impression? Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. That was that was awesome. Can't, well done. Is, is, there, is there any website out there where you can get, where, will Kelsey propose and Taylor say no? Oh, I haven't seen the no. Ooh. I've seen the proposal. Wow. I've not seen the no. But oh, I no. do like I do like the last one here. Uh, will Kelsey have more receptions than Swift is playing in albums at 10? Uh, I, would, I would probably go under on that one because yeah, he looked really good in the FC Championship game in the first half, and he, he kind of wasn't around much in the second half, but uh it's a different if it's a different uh beast when you're playing against those San Francisco linebackers. So that wow. that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I, I like it. That's a that's a cool little prop. I, I think I think on that one, I'm going we've put that back up there. Make sure I have this right. I think I'm going I think I'm betting both the over and the exactly. Oh he was eleven for eleven in the AFC championship game. Well, and there was a prop that he would he would catch every. We talked about it earlier that he would he would catch every target, and it was like plus. I think it was like plus ten thousand or something to yeah. that effect. So, Roz, are you touching the proposal bet? No, I think it's I too, think, that's too obvious. Yeah, two public figures like that, as if they need. Yeah. I mean, literally, like the television and all those shit. Shitty magazines would explode. I could see them going off and and like there's an announcement that they're getting married and and only the important people were invited. And unfortunately, Robbie, you're not one of them. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm uh yeah. I I don't see it. I think with Greenlaw and Fred Warner, the the fastest, uh, best covering inside linebacker combo in the NFL. That's going to be tough. Um, back to Kittle, by the way. He's hurt. You know, he didn't practice the first week. He has not been himself. So even on that 49 and a half yards receiving, I'm taking the under there. Yeah, you're you're right on that one. But he's a gamer. I, I wouldn't put anything past him. So here's some him. more. Here's some more like um, what the fuck bets. Obviously, the, the Gatorade color is always, always a popular one. In, in pre-show, we talked. Uh, is it is it going to be red? Um, I mean, to me, to me, I think that's the obvious color. Uh, for me, I'm looking more, I'm looking more purple because purple seemed to be uh, significant with the logo. Uh, you look at that logo; there's a lot of purple in there. So, uh, I'm thinking purple based on the logo of the Super Bowl. Um, so those are always good, and and I don't have a graphic up here, but it's. Reba McIntyre is singing the uh, national anthem this year. Um, oh. Interesting, interesting okay. uh, combination of Reba McIntyre and, and Usher, who we'll get to here in a minute, uh, doing the halftime show. But the national anthem over under is 89 and a half. Unfortunately, I do not have the odds to that. But um, uh, I think last year – there was a lot of buzz that it was going to be longer than expected, but it ended up being lower. So well, uh, I can see this being uh, 
I could probably go under on this on this one for good old Reba. She's she's kind of a fast singer, so yes. I'm seeing 90 and a half seconds after opening at 83 and a half. Oh wow. I would definitely take the under if it opened at 83 and a half. Now, last year, invariably there's always someone in sound check that leaks. And that happened last year, and it leaked the over, and the fucking under came in. Yep. So consider that. If it opens at 83 and a half, but the public thinks slow top can cut your crooner, but yeah. I agree, man. 90, 90 and a half, that's a big, that's the public. I would take the under for sure. Yeah, as, as three guys that uh, are on a show that almost always runs long, Oh, yeah. I'm going to take the under also oh, because I think when go. you're singing, you're going to hit short. That That's a long – because, I mean, I think when they when they started doing this bet, it was about 60 seconds, and then it keeps going up and up. Eventually, okay, the yeah. under's got to come down. Yeah, it's 90 and a half. So the over right now, uh, FanDuel plus 102, DraftKings minus 110, and BetMGM plus 100. And the under is FanDuel minus 128, DraftKings minus 110, and BetMGM minus 130. So really, if you want to make some money off that, uh, hit that FanDuel and, and take the take the over on it. So, But, yeah, it says here that it did start at 84 and a half. So oh. interesting that that number fluctuated so fast. That's, that's so a big move. Yeah, it that's, is. that's the public. But, folks, just to give you an example – if you bet 10 bucks on the over plus 102, you would win 20, 20, $20.20 total. If you bet 10 bucks on the under at minus 128, you would win $17.81. And that's kind of what we're discussing in terms of value and odds. Those two are close. Obviously, they're going to be closer with lower amounts betting. Uh, incidentally, since 2007, when this started being tracked, the over is hit nine times. The under seven times and one push. That's interesting. Hence why they had the hook this year. None of that. (laughs) How long is she going to draw out that? Do we have a prop prop of how many Taylor cuts they're going to get? Oh, I'm sure it's there. I I don't have it. But I'm sure there's an over-under how many times she's shown and i think it's probably during the game i would probably say she's going to be shown eight or nine times i was trying to find that and i would say more i mean kansas how many possessions do they get you know kelsey on a third if kelsey has 10 receptions he's she's getting shown 10 times yeah or or more than that 12 13 or anytime there's like a moment like they're showing those two um, and, and to Swift's credit, man, she's not being obnoxious or ostentatious. No. She's not the one wanting the screen. Um, people get pissed at, you know, why is she on all the time? Well, did you see I, her reaction when they – you guys, man. Like, shut yeah. up. It's good CBS. for yeah, This is 100% the networks and NFL being yeah. like, this is a cash yeah. cow. Yeah. And dad with CBS daughter. Cat, that CBS can put her on the screen. And, and she – She's looking up at the screen, seeing herself, and you could see her getting visibly upset. Like, stop showing me! And uh, yeah, she but, doesn't want to be the focus, so don't get it, mad at her. To me, it's—I don't have a problem with it. I, I think, I think it's awesome to see 
the 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 biggest superstar, the most the most popular person in the world, okay? Mm-hmm. Who nobody knows, nobody this side of 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 the entertainment scope and you know, the sports world knows too much about it unless you're named Robbie Davis, but you're seeing her who you, sports and Taylor Swift did not interject and you're seeing her absolutely enjoying the hell out of what's going on. You see her swearing, let's fucking go. And even at the, at the Grammys, when she won it, she's like, let's fucking go. Like she won. You can see like that mentality is now carrying over to how she presents herself, you know, in, in, in her world. So I, I think it's really cool. And, and any way to get more eyeballs on the sport, uh, just like well, we would love any way to get like, more eyeballs. The thing is like Eminem being at a Detroit game. Like, that's cool. Or like, you know, uh, I mean, what did we talk Jack about? Nicholas being, uh, Jay Nicholson being at uh, Laker games, Spike Lee being at Knicks games. Like, it's cool when entertainment and sports collide. And yeah, she just happens to be the most famous person in the world at the moment. So our... Uh, our Talladega partner here, uh, Barry, uh, says, um, first off, he says Reba's old. I agree with that. And then uh, uh, he thinks that people are going to crowd me uh, when, we, when we show up on the infield. So uh, <laughs> and I, I wouldn't doubt it because you know your boy is going to be decked out in natty gear, Michigan natty gear yeah. for the weekend. So, Roll Tide ain't going to like, oh, go blue. So uh, it's going to be a fun time. But uh, I'll have a number 45 hat on as well. But anyway, um, thanks for watching, Barry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's awesome. I, I have no problems with it. And it, and I love to see a certain uh, uh, sect of people just absolutely. Well, who, uh, Randall, who's probably, you know, Randall, <laughs> one of our partners, is, you know, talking about his daughter, who's, I think, 13 or so, maybe a little yeah. older. Uh yeah, she's pumped about the Super Bowl. She's been pumped this whole playoffs because of Taylor. And it's like, yeah, it's it's bringing like how is expanding the sport a bad yeah. thing? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And then the fact they want to watch the other games. Oh, who's you know? It's funny who's Taylor's team going to play next? But uh, but yeah, it is. It is. It, it's funny. I mean, yes, I'm a Taylor fan. Uh, but it's also just exciting to watch. This yeah. whole culture culture phenomenon. It's like I mean, we talked about it in in the championship Sunday. Like, what did we want? Eminem versus uh, if yeah. it was Eminem versus uh, Taylor Swift. I mean, that would have been an iconic Super Bowl. Yeah, but, um, I mean, half of it happened, but uh, I mean, you look to you. I mean, in Detroit's case, Eminem was kind of the the cheerleader, so to speak, for for that team. So I mean, it was awesome and. And when you can kind of put a face to a celebrity and to a team, in, in this case, Eminem, Detroit, from Detroit, uh, but Taylor Swift, not from Kansas City, but dating Travis Kelsey. So I think, I mean, I think that that gives you a different layer that that it's more than just a game. And for the Super Bowl, you absolutely love that. No question about it. Yeah. So yeah. we didn't really hit on uh, other um, – these the coin toss winner and um, so there's there's a couple there. Tails never fails. Yeah, I I, I kind of like that. I think I think there's been a lot of a lot of I, and there's there should. I be love a, red Gatorade. Yeah, uh, I mean like, both teams no. wear red. I'm surprised the odds are that good. You know. Yeah, I don't I don't think 
it's going to be red because I think it's too obvious. I really what do. what just side note. What is y'all's favorite color of Gatorade? The original lemon lime. Okay, you're a serial killer. No one calls yeah. them by their flavors. It's the colors. <laughs> I like the zeros. Uh, so it's lemon lime. Like the flavor. blue or the pink. No, it's the yellow. It's not yellow. It is yeah, not. It's lemon lime. Oh, I know. I know what the flavor. The is. Nobody green. calls them by the flavor. You call them by the it color. Looks like Mountain Dew, like like nuclear piss. But oh. nuclear piss. It's my I don't favorite. like like glacier ice, like bullshit. Yeah, no. Made no, up marketing no, terms that don't no. an actual flavor. That, that, that's like that's like the kids these days that use the ninety six box crayons. No, there's eight colors, and you just color them different pressures to make different colors. <laughs> Different pressures. Oh. I love it. Uh, any oh, yeah, other? I'm, I'm a yellow um, or an orange guy. Orange. How cliche, Tennessee guy. Um, it, by the way, the longest national anthem ever was in 1991. Whitney Houston went for a minute and 56 seconds. And oh, side note, that became a gold record. I think it, it, it hit number six on the hot 100 the billboard back in the day and it was certified platinum mm. so there you go interesting yeah so going longer uh could pay off if you don't suck but um yeah before we go on let's get to some usher stuff right we had talked about usher props tom yeah um we talked about number one, <laughs> number one, what's his first song going to be? If we were going to bet on it, we're looking yes. for places to bet. Number two, what's his closing song? Like, or, you know, how many are going to be in that medley? And number three, super secret guest. What are we looking at? And, I'm pulling and it up. I'm pulling it up right now um, as I'm trying to do uh, something for you as well. Um, oh, let's oh, yeah. see here. Where's it at? Okay, I'm getting for, it up. For those who are watching and who are, if you're tuning in for your first time, just know Raj and I can't make a, a GD PowerPoint. And so <laughs> all of this is Tom's doing. And so we're just like, yeah, hey, Tom, can you do this? Can you do that? And uh, <laughs> so, so here's the props for first song. Uh, the the best odds, or I should say the uh, minus 120 is my way. And the the, the, the long shot is plus 4,000 boyfriend. Uh, then you, um, OMG, plus 1,100. DJ got you falling in love again. That's coming in at plus 700. Uh, I want to get some love in this club. Uh, and I apologize for the listeners out there that you just had to that hear. That was actually – Christina, I think, liked that quite a bit. That was actually way better than I would have expected looking at you. <laughs> She's sleeping, I'm sure. Oh. So then we have the the last song uh, coming in at plus 100. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that... uh, the, the, the long shot is good, good, which I, I have no idea. Um, OMG plus 750. Uh, Confessions Part Two plus three ninety. So it's definitely uh, he's got some hits, and I don't think my favorite one, uh, which is a little bit too slow, I don't think that's going to make the cut. So 
nice and slow. Uh, yes, yes. I want to put my hands in places I've yeah, never oh, seen. I'm sure he's put those hands in many places. Uh, it's like Cleveland. confessions, you know, like <laughs> the lyrics to it aren't exactly the most appropriate, but those songs are badass. And, and we had talked about collaborations and, and yeah, it was, you know, Ludacris and Luda and Little John. Mm -hmm. uh, we can definitely yeah. see them coming out. Um, he does some song with Bieber. That could happen. Bieber, Bieber sitting at minus one fourteen. Uh, Ludacris minus two fifty. Uh, here's here's a name to kind of look out for, who's been in the news lately. Uh, Post Malone minus three forty. He's kind of starting to make his move to mainstream. Uh, or the long shot, the aforementioned Taylor Swift. There's no way in hell she's getting up there. Plus five fifty. A uh, Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Taylor uh, Swift went plus, plus five fifty. What's that, Taylor? Five fifty. Ta yeah. She should be plus five thousand. How about uh? What about Puff? Because you know, for those that don't know, originally Diddy. when he was an infant, it's Diddy plus three ninety. Uh, he did a few songs with Puff, but then Puff kind of played him out, and, and Babyface LaFace Records, one of their partners, is Outcast. Uh, this is not in Atlanta. Otherwise, I'd be all about that. But how about, um, how about uh, Dolly Fireball? He's coming in at plus one thirty-four. That's the one and only Pitbull. And here's the here's something the, with Pitbull, right? Here's yeah. the highest odds. And I, I'm not sure if this would happen though. It, Alicia, Alicia Keys, yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't. He did, he did my boo back in the day with Alicia Keys. I'm just thinking, like, when you got young girls and stuff to mobilize the entire audience, it's got to be someone, you know, it, it could be a combo. I could see Bieber, Lil Jon, uh, Luda. I don't know about Alicia coming out there on top of that. She's a little classy. But, you know, that, that, would, that would rope in a lot of audiences there. But, yeah, I was just, you know, you remind me back in the day, uh, Burn. You got it bad. So a lot of that stuff's kind of porno. So I don't know if we'll be able to go through that, but there's no here's, doubt. Like, here's, another, here's another tidbit. Gonna... He's touring. This is kind of the start of his – He's so 2024, he's going to go on a huge tour. You uh -huh. might want to look to see who – and and, and that, that's not insider information, by the way. And that's information you don't get at – most sports podcasts. I'm just telling you. Uh, Usher has an album out. Usher's got going on tour. He's got a huge tour. I think he has a new uh, album. Worldwide yeah. tour, which I'm sure he's got an album coming. But you might want to look to see who's touring with him. You can definitely see some sort of a collaboration between who's touring with him and who might show up for um, a special appearance in, in, in this one. I by the way, I'd Rob, I'd, I had to go and what's that? Where is Usher from? Hell, he is from the greater Chattanooga region. So he is our hometown kid. His uh, Usher son, Raymond Parkway. His is son here. is a boarding student. Well, never mind. I probably shouldn't say anything about minor. Never mind. <laughs> Says the attorney. Yeah, dude, he's in Atlanta October 17th. Uh, interesting. Yeah, he's got a like a coming home is his new uh his new album coming out. It's dropping. So yeah, 
Yeah, so to be honest, I didn't I I I didn't look up what Usher Usher songs were. It's been a while since I've uh heard him. Uh well it was then, shocking when they announced he was gonna do the uh the halftime because he hasn't really been around, but uh a Barry Barry coming in hot here with the uh Post Malone is booked for pregame. He's absolutely right. I knew there was something going on with him. Uh, oh, so he's gonna be—he's gonna be there already. Yeah. So. Oh, then, uh, then I definitely like that bet of him coming on yep. stage at halftime. And he thinks, yeah, 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 will be the first song that he leads. Uh, Barry's also a dummy, so <laughs> don't, don't, don't let. Uh, he, don't, he, he don't did put a challenge in your hands. Said that he parties harder than you, so uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, um, seeing if that's true or not. Bro, I don't get it with Post Malone. I'll, I'll flat out say it. I like that song with the Spider first thing, but like I don't fucking get it, dude. Well, he's going country. I, I saw him at Bonnaroo and I thought he sucked. He's going yeah. country. He's doing a country album, so yeah. There you go, fucking case but, flow, bro. Yeah, the, but, the, but, the shark. But we 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 are at the age of the Tupac. Dre, Biggie, Nas, Jay Z, Eminem, rap era, and so we don't get the the, or at least I don't, I don't get the younger no. generation rap. This new rap is you put a C in front of it, as far as I'm concerned. That's yeah. not even rap, dude. The dude sings like ballads, and it's like auto tune, but it's not like what. Yeah. I don't get it. He just parties a lot, which means yeah. at this rate he'll probably be dead soon, which sucks. But surprised he isn't already. He looked dead last year. Some of his dude. shows. Yeah, man. Like, I don't get that, dude, but whatever. Uh, no props I'm betting on for that asshole. But anyways, uh, any other WTFs? I was thinking why the fuck not but or what the fuck yeah. props. Um, we got into Usher, Anthem. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah. Does, does Andy Reid retire if he wins? Yes, I think Ooh. he does. I think he does. I'm not sure that's a prop, but I haven't seen it, but just throwing it out there. I do. I Why mean, not? You go out on top, back-to-back Super Bowl champion. He's 65. Not only that, Steve Spagnuolo was a former head coach. He kind of got done dirty. He is by far – I mean, everybody on that team, especially on defense, credits that dude with what they've done. And this would be a great way to, to turn it over You know, somebody who's earned it. So that is a great point. I did not even think of that. Yes. And and there's also an offensive coordinator that was with the team this week that yeah. is is formerly a coach there at Eric Bieniemy. So I I think there's an opportunity to have him come right back and be offensive coordinator again and have Spagnola um possibly um So if, if you're searching for offsite books or looking for a prop not maybe not be a bad one to look at that retirement yeah. one. Yeah, that a lot of stars are aligning there, especially with the enemy coming back. And yep. there's no doubt that Reed is very loyal and, and he likes his guys. And he was pissed when the enemy didn't get a shot, a fair shot, you know. And the guy can't get the job in Washington. I'm like, ugh, what the fuck, dude? Something ain't right. That's a mess. That's a whole yeah, mess. Then you have to wonder what is this? Is it a character issue? Because you win the Super Bowl and you 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 let him go to take a, uh, an OC job, same position with the, with the Commanders. So I don't know, but they tried to get him back in this playoff run, and the NFL wouldn't let him happen. So, but he did spend some time with the team. 
this week, kind of gave him some some speech. And, and most of those players are familiar with him. So, you know, it would be a, it, you know, plug and play as far as that's concerned. So, but uh, let's move on to the aforementioned uh, MVP slash final prediction. What do we say, guys? I'll put it up on the screen here. The uh, Super Bowl MVP. These are the top um, 12 odds, according to FanDuel. Um, not sure why Nick Bose is on there. He kind of was <laughs> – didn't do a whole lot last week or two weeks ago. But uh, you never know. You absolutely never know when it comes to the Super Bowl. Um, it could be anybody what was it the 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 Patriots DB that got two interceptions in the Super Bowl and he got the MVP? His name escapes me. That was a few years ago. So, but oh, um, Troy Brown, and then the Raiders signed him. Al oh, Bates that was a receiver. Him. Yeah, he was a receiver, but it was um, I forget it was oh, their their no their, no no. There was another uh, no, not Troy Brown. It was the Cowboys. Uh, shit, I remember that asshole, and they signed him right away and paid him. He did Larry. Not Larry Allen. Damn it, it'll come to me. But yeah, yeah, Al Davis gave him a contract and he was like basically cut halfway through the year. Yeah, it didn't, um, it didn't bode well for him. That bastard. Uh usually if there's a bad consequence at the end of it, the word Raiders is involved. Um, <laughs> Rashi Rice, dude. I love that dude, but you know, in fantasy, he was a great pickup, and now he's not a secret any longer. Um, but at plus five thousand. I mean, dude, that dude could break one. You know, you got an 85-yard touchdown. Yep. That That's it right there. Um, Pacheco at plus 2,500. Those are great odds. Uh, a guy, like I said, been averaging over 100 yards. I think over – can't remember the time frame, but um, just like he said, I mean, anybody that's been to Jersey understands why that dude runs like he's pissed off at the world. Uh, <laughs> Jersey sucks, but sorry. I'm Indian, so I have family there automatically. But, I mean, this dude is just just another level. Again, drafted 10 or 11 spots before Mr. Irrelevant. Yep. Brock which, is, which is an interesting storyline in itself. You have two, two seventh-rounders, late seventh-rounders, that are huge, huge pieces of, of their, their, their team's puzzle. So that you don't really hear too much that, that aren't named Tom Brady uh, late rounds. So picks. But uh, – I think Debo is, is a really good call there. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of love at those odds. I saw 125 for combined yards for him, running and receiving. Um, you know, it, it. I think he is the best, toughest matchup for Kansas City. Uh, Ayuk is somebody they can match up with. Kittle is someone they can match up with. Uh, Debo is all over the field. You know, they use him really well, especially in conjunction with C-Mac. He's kind of a guy that they don't really have someone for. Now, he's got to stay in the field, though. But a lot of props around Debo have great value. So check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my player I'm circling for this game also. The, the, The interesting thing to me in these odds are, all right, so... Let's t- let's take the premise that Kansas City wins, and you have say Kelsey two touchdowns, but obviously Patrick threw Kelsey two touchdowns. Almost always, 
this award goes to the quarterback. But with the elephant in the room, do they give it to Kelsey for the height, for the more just later on drama? Will the real MVP actually get the MVP? Right, but between the two. But if 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 you're saying if you're betting Kansas City wins, Mahomes plus one fifty versus Kelsey plus fourteen hundred, put your money on Kelsey for the value. I mean, if he has more than seven catches, yeah, yeah, seven catches and a touchdown, yeah, you 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 book that, you book that. Tom so you want to start? Him. You want to start, Robbie? With your your winner, and then go ahead with your. MVP. Um. Yes, I, I, I will start. Um. I have been. We, we're on two weeks of this, and I'm still not confident. I think San Francisco is a better conglomerate, but Kansas City has the best player, and it's a team sport in the NFL. Uh, the time that. Mahomes has lost. It's been when the defensive line gets after him. San Francisco has that defensive line. But with that being said, if this line holds, giving Kansas City the points, I can't have Mahomes on the field with points and not take him. So I'm going to take Mahomes. Uh, and the over. These are two of the most creative. Oh, two and a half. Yeah, so half point. I'll take that. These are two of the most brilliant offensive minds in football. With two weeks to prepare, I think this is going to be a who has the ball last game. And so I will take the over. I will take Kansas City plus two and a half. And I'm going with the trifecta. I think if they win. They're doing it. They are going to just spit in everyone's – all the haters' faces. Kelsey gets the MVP. I mean, like I said, if he gets more than seven catches in a, reception, in a touchdown, you're, it, you're, look, you're hard not to, to do it. I'll jump on. You can go last, Raj. Um, two weeks ago, I, I, I went into the show – uh, let in thinking that San Francisco was going to, you know, they were the better team on paper. They're the better team. And, and, I, and by the end of last week's show, I had kind of decided that yes, they were the on paper better team, but they haven't played the best between the two in this playoff run. And uh, I've been piggybacking back and forth. And I do think the, the crowd's going to lean San Francisco. Um, but I'm not sure how much that's going to matter down the stretch. Now you look at how San Francisco's first two halves of the two games they've played have been against Green Bay. They look terrible in the first half. Against Detroit, they got they got smacked in the mouth. Second half, uh, they dominated against Detroit. Uh, we we talked about that two weeks ago. It's still a, a, a sore subject in my my uh, uh, department, but uh, um, but that worries me. They were also playing against a team that hasn't been there and were very young. 
I didn't have the experience. I don't think you're going to be able to get away with that against the one team in the last probably six years that is absolutely dominated. I don't know if you would call them a dynasty, but I, I this team knows how to win. Patrick Mahomes knows how to win when he's the underdog. He's proven that in this playoff run. So it, it's it's really tough for me to say that San Francisco can overcome that. It's going to be a turnover game. Who makes the less mistakes? And I know that's that's you know old cliche. You know everyone says it, but I think when it comes down to it, it's really really matters because Brock Purdy's playing in his first Super Bowl, and Mahomes is playing in his third. So I, I think that's huge in the mindset. It was fourth Super Bowl. I think that's that mindset alone is, is really huge. So I agree. Who's got the ball last? And I think you you could be looking at five five minutes left. San Francisco with the ball with a slight lead and a turnover to hopefully future Detroit Lion Legarius Sneed and puts the ball in Mahomes' hands in crunch time. And I think Harrison Butker is going to hit a 48-yard field goal at the end of regulation to not only win the Super Bowl for the for the Kansas City Chiefs, I think it's going to cover the Super Bowl uh, by a half point. So who should get the MVP? Future Detroit Lion Legarius Sneed, who is sitting at plus 18,000. I'm looking at money here. He's going to make the big play. Uh, but, yes, I think um, it's going to come down to uh, Kelsey plus 1,400. I think this is definitely his year. Uh, his girlfriend has put him back on the map, allegedly. Uh, so uh, I think it's time. I don't. I know we just uh, mimicked each other, but it just makes too much sense. I don't think. I don't think Mahomes is uh, gonna get that spotlight back. I think it's it's too bright for uh, the Taylor Kelsey, and uh, so yeah, give me give me the Chiefs. And one of the most memorable Super Bowls uh, in history to cover and win. Sorry, Danger. I know our good buddy Johnny Danger, who provides us with all the software. Um, huge 49er fan. Huge 49er fan. Actually couldn't come out to the speakeasy last week because he did not want to be surrounded by Lions fans. So uh, <laughs> I know he's uh, probably uh, cringing right now, but uh, I, I got to go with what's real. and. I, I, you just it's hard to bet against Mahomes and the Chiefs so yeah man that's uh where I'm from out west the Niners are actually fairly polarizing um many of us grew up they were so damn good we hated them others like one of my best friends Neil who's from the city loves the Niners um they they are you know it, one of the most iconic teams in football there's no doubt about it in all of sport and when I look at those teams in the past that not only knew how to win, but that were just built on balance and veteran leadership and, uh, again, balance in terms of offense and defense. Great news. Christian McCaffrey just got uh, Offensive Player of the Year, an NFL honor. So, uh -huh. Well, there you go. Yep. Um, shocker. 
Well, you know, one of the things, though, was the chip on the shoulder. People had talked about, oh, McCaffrey didn't get this award or that award, so he really wants Super Bowl MVP. So maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's my my boy. Yeah, role. Jeremy, you're, you're absolutely spot on. Uh, yeah, Jeremy. Maybe the most memorable. Two yards away. Brain it's not Carroll's fault, but yeah. Yeah, Danger was, Russ not giving the ball to Oakland. And that and, was the, and real quick, Randy. Uh, I have like a yard short. Kevin yeah. Dyson, a yard short memory is my most. Mike Jones. Uh, Mike Jones. Top, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Randy um, has Debo MVP and he likes the Niners. So we got, got 49 Randy. So, okay. If that happens. It's going to Or I'm sorry, him. Barry. Barry. Barry likes. Um, oh, Barry! Uh, uh, shout out to Heather too for watching us. I'll get. Uh, I'll get to the point. I'm going with the better coached, the better overall team with more experience, bigger stars that know how to play, that have been there, that that can deal with the pregame, that can deal with 60 minutes of halftime. It's a total deviation from everything you know. And this is Purdy's second season, first full season. Um, you know, there's going to be a huge spotlight on him. This Kansas City defense is 25 years and 279 days old. It's the youngest Spagnuolo's ever had. It's the second youngest ever to make the Super Bowl. The 2009 Colts were the youngest. They did lose. But this is a team that's gone through injuries up and down, and they have had next man up. And they're an organization we've talked about that drafts and develops talent better than anyone else. Uh, Justin Reed, Brian Cook, their safeties go down. Jamari Connor comes in. Mike Edwards comes in. Now they're all healthy and they got four safeties, which is something you can use against this Niner team with big receivers and everyone else, and especially C-Mac. And I expect Kansas City, who, again, against weather, yes, was a, a big deal, but Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Tua to 57% combined, uh, the three arguably best quarterbacks in the league, 57% combined uh, completion percentage and 5.3 yards per uh, reception. And if you can limit Brock to those types of things, he will make mistakes. And long story short, I'm going to take Kansas City. I'd take him at one. I'd take the money line. I'd take it all. I hate them. But I do not see them losing this game. Um, interesting note of the winners out of like what 55 Super Bowls, only seven have won and not covered. Mm. What does that mean? If San Francisco wins, let's say it's a three point by game time, then the odds are they would not win by one to three points. They would cover. So do you see San Francisco? I asked myself winning by seven by 10. I don't barring just some kind of just massive turnover collapse and Mahomes getting hit by a truck like at halftime. I don't know. Usher dancing on his soul. I don't know. Um, I, I just think that the Chiefs are just better coached. Confessions and, and part three. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. That's, Look at that's, you, Robbie. That may be props, not confession. But, uh, but yeah, um, you're the attorney. Defend him. But, no, I mean, I just – I see Kansas City. I love a lot of their props. I love Pacheco. I'm going to go to MVP. It's easy to go with Mahomes. He got the last two. Um, that is a tough one. It could be, uh, like, what's his name? James Tony. Who was the dude for the Giants who caught it against his helmet uh, and oh, got the was, MVP? Uh, was, what was um, 
Oh, he was Michigan receiver. It was a Manningham, yeah. Mario Manningham. That's right. I could see MBS doing something like that because Pacheco, you're going to have to see him do a lot of stuff. I don't see him get MVP. I don't want Kelsey. I'm going to go with Rasheed Rice at plus 5,000. Uh, I think he's going to break one or two. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs will find a way. Like oh, over-under? That's tough, man. At 47 and a half, I always I, like pulling for the over. But I like, I like the over. I forgot that one. Again, Kansas City's allowing 13.7 points in the playoffs, 17.3 during the regular season. So if you like the Chiefs, the odds are it will be the under. Um, I fucking hate betting for the under because it's so boring. So I'd probably bet on the over, but I would not be surprised at all if this was a 24 20 so, game. So, so we're all betting on the Chiefs and the over. So take the Niners and the under. Yeah, do the opposite. Yeah. I've done that many times and, and gone like four and one on five games versus one and four. Just whatever I think, do the exact opposite. But yeah, yeah folks, any, yeah. uh, anything else anybody has anything hit it up we can get back on and, and and we'll talk about it uh any bets anything you got anything different we're we're all about it but hopefully you know get those value picks in so you can make you know if you win one make sure it's the plus five thousand mm-hmm. uh not the minus 120 so uh find that value and uh guys uh we're gonna go into last words or, or what would you like to do yeah, last words. Yeah, we can do that. Final words. Final words. One of these weeks, you guys are going to get it right. So, someday. <laughs> Go ahead, start us off there, Robbie. Raj or Rob? Robbie. Oh, we're gonna um, we're gonna finish with Raj. He's got a special thing. So. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, one, I'm gonna echo. I guess. I guess pre. I don't, I don't know what the adjective is for pre-echo but i am going to stand behind what raj is going to say uh a beautiful night tonight and uh rain soaked la um but uh i'll let raj touch on that more um what i want to talk about is just the hypocrisy and the just kind of behind the scenes stuff that goes on with the billionaires and these pro sports owners. Uh, there was a report out tonight that NFL owners are able to own up to 5% of these gambling companies. So whether it's DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, MGM, and the kicker is they don't have to disclose what they own and the NFL doesn't require it. That's and right. so it's just like these billionaires in there. Let's be honest. I mean, so Al Davis is one of the few where that's his worth. Most of these owners, though, these are toys for them or just, you know, just like they're big yachts. And they have made this billion dollar asset and now you can own up to five percent into any one company or all of them and that company if the 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 
passion for that comes off of your toy. And it's just this circular generation of wealth. And it's just kind of sickening. Um, obviously, I'm envious. I'd like to be there. Um, but it's just, it, it, it is just kind of, while we're talking about this whole, or do this whole show, and we could talk for hours on the bets. And this Super Bowl is undoubtedly going to come in with the most money ever wagered. And next year is going to come on. Yeah, high say, and the next one's going to be the next, and this this money printer keeps rolling on, yeah. um, and I guess just my words are like it. It's just all linked together, and they all planned it. Well, my final words for tonight, as a as a fan of a team that has never made the Super Bowl. Seeing the first half two weeks ago gave me hope. And that hope did not die after the second half, uh, as we all know what happened. Um, The Lions' future is very bright. I couldn't be more proud to be a fan of that team. Um, If you've watched the show before, this is the first year I've ever had season tickets to the team. So my wife and I got to experience... The whole season, the playoffs, it, it was it was a year I will never forget. Uh, those two home playoff games were just, there are no words that, you know, as, as a fan, as a starved fan, you know, everyone knows the stories. It's been 32 years since a home playoff win. Uh, they've had one playoff win since 57. So, um, but on that narrative, uh, local Detroit sports talk radio, we're posting questions. Are you going to watch this Super Bowl? And the amount of Lions fans, and I've I've been very outspoken about Lions fans. Uh, they drive me crazy to the nth degree. Um, whether they're bashing uh, Jared Goff or whatnot, you know, oh, MCDC needs to be fired. It's 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 lunacy. Uh, there are so many Lions fans that are saying, I am not watching this Super Bowl. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not. I don't care what team wins. It's. It's. It, it, I don't have a. Re- when did that become ever an, a thing prior to the Lions actually getting on the precipice of winning? As far as I can remember, as a kid, we never watched football as a family, but we watched the Super Bowl because it's a holiday. It's the one year that you don't have to be a football fan. You just watch the pageantry. You watch for the commercials. You watch for the halftime show. Or a lot of people are going to watch for what they might see this week with Taylor Swift or whatever the case may be. I just think it's ridiculous to think that because you're, the Lions did not make it to this game that you're not going to watch it. I, it's, it's Shut up. And if I could reach through the radio and smack a lot of these people, I would. It's just, it's just stupid. Um, the Lions will be back. I'm sure of it. Um this, this isn't a one-trick pony. It won't be 32 years. But you damn better believe I'm going to be watching this football game because all bets aside, it's going to be a damn good football game. And I'll just leave it at that. I echo that. I, you know, I think it'll probably be the highest-watched sporting event of all time. Mm-hmm. And especially considering there's going to be a billion 14-year-old girls tuning in as well. Yeah. Um, there, there are live lines and there are ways on like her Instagram to bet on that. And 
every time she shows there's a direct correlation between twitter and tiktok and everything snapchat like just mm -hmm. people start firing shit off so um it's gonna be insane and, and it's just gonna be an amazing game and uh i can't wait for it even though again i hate both teams and they're playing at the raiders house um but what i wanted to touch on again is um you know it, it, growing up in los angeles I was so lucky in the 80s to to have the Showtime Lakers with Magic and Kareem and, and Byron Scott, uh, AC Green, you know, Michael Cooper, on and on and on and on. And, of course, big game, James Worthy. They lost and, the, the Pistons in 89. Yeah. That, that was, they beat them in 88. <laughs> that one was a little different. Stupid microwave and James Edwards. But anyways. Jerry West is the greatest talent evaluator ever. And side note, he is the logo on the basketball and over 2 million signatures were collected to change that logo to Kobe Bryant's fadeaway, um, which would be kind of cool, you know, an, an honor to both. But Jerry West traded the 13th overall pick in what, 1996? Six or six, yeah, six, six. year with Garnett uh, to the Charlotte Hornets who had selected Kobe Bryant. They, he traded Vlade Divac for that that pick and the rights to whomever they got. And Kobe was a skinny 18 year old from lower Marion high school, number 33 in Pennsylvania, his first year in the playoffs. He aired the ball four times from three as the Lakers got swept by Utah. He got in late after that off season, he became the Mamba and Kobe Bryant became the single greatest individual in my opinion in basketball and arguably sport history. The accomplishments speak for themselves, but when you look through the accomplishments, whether they be, you know, two goals, including the captain of the redeem team of all those guys, Iverson, LeBron of his peers respected him the most five rings, um, third all time in points and in playoff points, um, six 60 point games, 25, 50 point games, uh, he had a 60-point game in his 20th season last game, uh, which is absolutely insane. Uh, tore his Achilles during a game, still shot the free throws and made them both, then yeah. went out of the game and was out for the year. Um, one of the toughest individuals of all time, 20-time um, All-Star, I believe, 18 straight, which is a second only to Kareem, on and on and on. More importantly, when it comes to basketball, people don't realize schematically how his game evolved and adapted. Winning a championship with the Lakers and the Triangle and Shaq versus a few years, years later, paying their dues against Boston and doing it with a completely different personnel and Pau Gasol playing sort of that 4-5 combo and just an entirely different role. And it's I don't want to make comparisons, but you know Jordan and Pippen – did one thing, but then Jordan and another Iverson or something, it, it would be just a total adaptation. And it's just so unique and rare him and Phil um, Kobe Bryant is an absolute IQ of a genius. He spoke, uh, I know almost fluent in Chinese, uh, Spanish, English, and Italian. He had learned parts of Serbian and other languages, uh, even a little Russian to communicate with teammates. Uh, he would communicate with Pau. Uh, fluently, which helped them greatly on the court. 
He had said he learned some Chinese and some Russian so he could cuss at refs and they wouldn't know what he was saying. Um, one of my favorite quotes when they talk about the Mamba mentality is the moment you give up is the moment that you let someone else win. He is an absolute ultimate competitor. There was nothing that would stop him. He, he had talked about fear that the last time I was scared, uh, I was in karate. I was an orange belt facing a, a bigger kid that was a black belt. And yeah, he kicked my ass, but it wasn't that bad. And then I knew I can th- basically, I shouldn't be afraid of anything. He later then said, except bees, fuck bees, man. I'm allergic. But uh, other than that, you know, the fear is in, is in the eyes of the beholder. It's only what you make of it. Embrace it. Kobe Bryant always said and move forward. When he w- retired, he started the Mamba mentality, um, which basically started out with the Mamba Sports Academy, which combined not just basketball, but opportunities for everyone, girls, boys. Uh, he did software development. His sole goal was to make the earth a better place. Um, and just a brilliant individual. Again, I mean, if you read into his software development in the worlds that he was joining, it, it's just fascinating. Um, the Academy launched a Mamba on three fund uh, after he had passed, uh, which is something he had thought about to support other families going through tragedies. Um, the Mamba and then the Mamba Sita, and uh, a shout out and ode to, to Gigi uh, Foundation for Women and Underserved uh, Underserved Athletes in Sports. The accolades are are just off the wall. And for me to be able to watch every game of his from a young kid to, to, to the man he became and the way that he changed the world, um, I don't get emotional much. But, you know, Kobe Bryant is one of those individuals that transcends the game that, you know, there, there's a mural of him outside Boston Garden. There's one in Miami. Um, you know, there's just universal respect. My kids today, like my son knows, but, you know, you hear him go, Kobe, like shooting something at the trash can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they learn, I mean, that becomes basically a, a, a pillar in, you know, everyday life and in, in, in language. And I can go on and on, but it, it's just I miss the dude, but it's really amazing that we have so much to that he represents to live by and there's a reason why they call it the mamba mentality so rest in peace kobe gg and, and and all nine souls or the other nine souls that passed on that fateful day in the santa monica mountains and uh, just try to live life with that mamba mentality every day mm-hmm. you are your own worst enemy you can rise above nothing can stop you with the right mindset very very well said and i just want to add one thing is uh, I grew up also idolizing Kobe and he in a era of people that didn't want to be judged by who they were chasing. Kobe went right after Michael Jordan and said, I want to be better than him and I'm going to be better than him. And he never backed down from that. And that's just so rare in this kind of, social media society that we live in now. And one of the greatest memories that uh, of watching basketball was that all-star game, Kobe versus Michael. And they like Kobe was probably 19, 20 years old. And Rough, he, yeah. he went right at – like that was just awesome basketball. And two of the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. 
and Michael respected him. Yes. He called him his big bro. Kobe would talk to him all the time. Well, at, at the funeral, Michael Michael broke down, like just couldn't get through down. his speech. Yes, and, and, and that was the same mentality that he had, the ultimate competitor. And he calls out the greatest, and the greatest ends up respecting him even more. Yeah, Because uh, it was true. He came at it 100% pure. He wasn't just popping off, man. He believed it in his heart. And it, it, it just shows you, uh, you know, with a genuine nature. And again, you are your own best friend and your own worst enemy. And uh, it, it's always better to be friends. Yep. But yeah, rest in peace, Kobe. If you haven't seen the statue, like I think Tom showed it, uh, it's beautiful. And I can't wait to see it when I'm out in L.A. And uh, yeah, just uh, 2 8 it, It's uh, a day. Day it leaves me speechless, but thank you all. You guys want to close it out? Go ahead, yeah. Rob. Yeah, please follow us and like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, X, Twitter, YouTube. Also, programming note, um, I think there is a big uh, NCAA versus UT hearing coming up on Tuesday. 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 Yeah. So we are going to try to get – so we're going to try to do a what, – what, what are we calling it, Tom? It is called Game Plan Urus. Yes, Game it's Plan Urus. Where sports and law collide, it's going to be kind of a different uh, different aspect of reckless speculation because of our unique situation of having Robbie and our good friend Michelle Kay. She's going to come on. She's a legal expert as well. So she's going to break down what that law. I don't know if anyone's ever called me a, me a legal expert, but yes, yes. They're going to break down this case. And um, and then anytime that there's uh, an intermingle between law and sports, um, we're going to come in under that moniker, uh, which is kind of a unique aspect that this show brings that you don't get anywhere else. You get sports and law. Uh, so we're going to uh, unite those. And, two then, and, then, and then we have Raj as the smart lawyer that doesn't practice, which is which is <laughs> the brightest of all of lawyers. We try to translate how fucked up basically the action is that's going on and basically what is the motive because that's all the law is right the motive yeah uh but yeah so we'll, we'll try to do that monday night but we'll get it in before the hearing on tuesday so we can kind of break down what's going on so please follow us so you get the notification when we're on and uh because ladies and gentlemen this without giving up too much this is the death knell of the ncaa and it's coming. Yep, absolutely. So look for that on Monday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, most likely. But go follow the, the socials so you get all your notifications for that. So uh, great show, fellas. As always, the knowledge. Go get your money. Put some money down. Get those bets out. Uh, right, throw out some of our uh, your better bets on, on uh, the socials and so we can kind of see what you guys are doing. But uh, for Raj Mehta, Robbie Davis. And we did not get to be uh, joined by Brandon Chain, who is sick with uh, COVID and the flu. He's kind of got a double barrel here, and we really thinking about you, buddy. We hope you're feeling better, and, and hopefully you can join us next week. But, again, this is Reckless Speculation Podcast. I am Tom Sloan. Thank you for watching. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. 
Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Reckless Speculation.